I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm just, I'm so frustrated that Porzingis went to a UFC fight. I mean, you know, professional athletes, they're not allowed to have fun, okay? They're not allowed to go to things. I just don't understand why he wasn't working out, rehabbing the knee, and getting ready for you know the next game. Think about all the things that could have happened to his knee while he's at an MMA event, right? Like somebody could leave the stands and throw a chair over it. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, that's not an MMA. Somebody could jump out of the octagon on accident and run into his knee. Somebody could. True. Like the the chairs could be too close together, and he could bump his knee as he was standing up from his. I mean, the aisle. And there's just so many things that could go wrong. What about just riot, riding a plane? How about to, riots to, in the crowd? Haven't there been riots? No, there haven't been. Oh, Have okay. you seen the leg space on planes? You know, like the leg space, a crammed up leg on a plane to go to this match? Oh yeah, like, you think he went? You don't think he went private? One hundred fifty eight million dollar not going private? I don't know. I don't is know. he is he broke? Has he spent all of his money? <laughs> All right, guys, there's nothing more frustrating than when you see a professional athlete at a different sporting event having fun somewhere. You insert whatever it is that they're at when they're not in the gym and fans going after them saying that they should be rehabbing or working out or something. My God, it is so annoying. Don't be that fan. Like we, Nobody likes you if you're that fan. Yeah, so Porzingis went to the Conor McGregor fight. Uh, the Conor McGregor show up and just punch the guy and that's it right like 40 oh, man, that like was, 40 seconds that was great i've never seen anyone i used to be into mma uh, a decent amount when john most jones was uh going strong and then i just kind of died off didn't get into it. it's too expensive and but this mcgregor thing i've never seen anybody with the shoulder stuff and the shoulder hit somebody with a shoulder over he does and over have again. shoulders I, i've never seen anybody use it in a fight like that and then, yeah, the leg kick by McGregor was, yeah, it was crazy. So, anyway, glad yeah. I didn't pay 80 bucks for that. Yeah, how about that? Um, I don't watch anything. But people were complaining that Porzingis was there. He was in attendance, and they were like, oh, why is he you know, there? The Mavs had like four days off. <laughs> yeah. It's not, like the, it's not like anything's happening. He's allowed to have his own life and go do stuff. Now, if you don't like MMA, that's a different conversation, but. I'm not the next su- day, I'm not he was at practice draining shots, so everyone can calm down. Let's go. All right, on the podcast today, we are going to just break down some general NBA stuff. We did Locked on NBA on Friday, so if you want to go listen to that, if you haven't had a chance, you can go listen to the Locked on NBA show. The Friday show, it was us. We're talking about the, um, the, the trade. We actually had a real trade, the Teague trade. We talked about Minnesota with Covington. We talked about it, uh, the D'Angelo Russell pursuit. We talked about all that stuff on the Lockdown NBA podcast, so you can go check that one out. Uh, but today we're just going to go through like our most surprising teams, and we're going to go east and west on this. We'll just go the whole NBA, just a bunch of things that stuck out to us, teams that we've watched a bunch that we want to talk about. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. We just got some random stuff. Obviously, at the beginning, we're going to talk about some Mavericks stuff. The Mavericks are back in fifth place. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's go, Mavs. Four Fifth games place. in a row. Also, also, Dallas Mavericks own Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Is it stuff is going great right now for the Mavericks in general. and chime. You had to chime in and bring that up. The the banking app, to. the new the new patch logo, whatever you think about it. Uh the Mavericks are have gotten some more sponsor money, so they're able to do stuff. Uh you that saw is, that is very I don't true. know if you saw Mike Marshall on Twitter said that the that the reason that he was hired was because of the five miles money. So who knows what they're gonna do with this money? So that's he's that's what he said on Twitter. Huh. I missed this tweet. Yeah. He's at Machine Sports and he said he used to host this podcast. Everyone should know him. But he said that the re- one of the reasons why he got hired is because of the five miles money from that patch. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Dang. Now, so, what will happen with Chime? Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with it? So that's kind of exciting. I Whatever like you think that, about how it looks, I mean. I kind of like the green color that Chime rocks with. But uh, the patch on the white jersey, I can't rock with that. But the yeah. other ones, I'm okay with. They should let the players decide which version they want on their jersey. And then they're just all different. They would stand they, out, right? I wonder if they're the only um, logo patch person, whatever company in the league, that changes the patch based off the jersey. Because I feel like every other patch on jerseys, it's the the same patch on every jersey. I feel like but, the Goodyear ones for Cleveland are different. Okay. That's the first one that stuck out to me. Like the Harley Davidson ones where the Bucks are all the same. They're all that. Huh. Color, so like but. because on like the royal blue ones, they're you know it's like white. It says chime and white. Uh, you know it's that mint green. Are you saying this ones. is the first patch ad sponsorship on a jersey with colorways? Is that what you're saying? That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> I don't Colorway. think they. Are. I don't think they are. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's interesting. So yeah, it's uh it's going well for the Mavericks right now on a four game winning streak. Hopefully getting Porzingis back. He says. There shouldn't be much in his way of of playing soon, so uh, we don't really know what that means, right? Like, like he could play on Tuesday against the Clippers, but he could be held out again. Like, it it could be a game time decision, like it was the last couple games. I mean, it's just who knows at this point. He, yeah, he going into that Kings game the other day, everything was pointing towards him playing. So, I mean, everybody was saying he was playing, everything. So, just like this Clippers game on Tuesday, uh, which you're listening to this, what, on Monday? So, yeah, the Clippers game tomorrow um, at home. Huge game. He practiced on Sunday. Looked looked fine. Is talking everything like, hey, man, no setbacks. This is great. Plan to play on Tuesday. But, newsflash, if he works out before the game on Tuesday... And his knee's sore again. Guess who's probably not going to play? Porzingis. So, I'm not, like, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, it's positive news on Sunday. But you can't really, at this point, with the situation, you can't put anything guaranteed until he's actually starting on the court. Yep. And that's where we are. This Tuesday game coming up against the Clippers is going to be huge for the Mavericks, especially if Porzingis can come back. But it's going to be a big litmus test for this team again to see how they can respond after getting really punched in the chops last time they played the Clippers. So, And it would really be a national type of you know feeling for the Mavs, too, because you know they, they kind of went there for a stretch to where a lot of people nationally were talking about the Mavericks. Luke was going crazy and like, man, this team's really, really good. And it kind of you know died down a little bit. They lost some games, some injuries hit. Now they've won four in a row. Clippers come to town. And, you know, Clippers won three in a row, but they've had, you know, some struggles here and there. They lost 13 games this season. But, 
you know, they're sitting at two in the West. Mavericks are sitting at five. If the Mavericks can pull off a win on Tuesday night, man, that'll be five games in a row. Everyone will be talking about the Mavericks again. That Wednesday, uh, Wednesday talk show, everything will be everything about Mavericks and how are they better and all that stuff is back going again. So uh, I would love to get a win on Tuesday night. It'd be huge. And the Clippers have blown games to teams that they probably shouldn't. They're they're a team right now that is they're very non-Bucksian, right? Like the Bucks blow out all the teams that they should. And the Clippers are kind of like, eh, you know, we'll play tonight. Maybe some guy will sit, you know, here or there. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of coasting through the, the regular season, it kind of feels like. So, yeah, that will be an interesting game. All right, coming up, let's get into some of this national stuff. A um, lot of NBA teams have played lots of games. Pretty much everybody's halfway through the season, 41 games. So let's talk about the teams that surprised us. Talk about maybe Atlanta. Maybe they surprised us. Talk about uh, maybe some of our playoff picks. We might revisit our board bets. We made a bunch of predictions, so I might revisit those. But coming up, let's do that. But before we do, Isaac, when you start your hiring process, you may have some questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know if you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every single day to find their next opportunity. I'm on there. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicant's abilities. Their library of more than 50 skill set tests range from industry-specific stuff like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smartest tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash on and get a free sponsorship job op- upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com, I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash locked on. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. All right, Isaac, let's get into it. So let's start at the top. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. Top five, Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto, Boston, Indiana. Any of those teams surprise you? Um, I guess the Pacers, you know, I was... I was all in on Toronto being a top four team in the East. And yeah, I was all in on that Boston, uh, Miami being a little bit better than I thought they would be. I thought they would still be a top six team in the East, but, um, the Pacers, man, I didn't think missing Oladipo. They're still missing Oladipo. I think he's coming back fairly soon though. Right. He's coming back January 29th. That, that was the goal. Your top four of our, in our board bets, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Nets. Ooh, Nets. Oh, they're in eighth right now. Well, okay. they, they've had a lot of Kyrie injury and then Kyrie, you know, doing Kyrie things. But Yeah. Where did I have the Heat in that? You had the Heat eighth. Okay. I had the Heat fifth. Let's go. I feel like that's Let's a go. win. I had the Bucks, Sixers, Nets, Celtics, Heat. That was my top five. We both had the Pacers at six. I had the Magic at seven and the Raptors at eight. You had the Pistons at seven and the Heat at eight. Wow. So that Pistons means about to go nuclear. We had we pretty much had all the the teams, and yes, just Pistons the, was the only one that Pistons and Magic were kind of the weird ones. But Orlando Pacer, seven right now. Pacers playing as good they they have without uh, without Old Depot. That surprised me a little bit. I thought it would they would be hovering around that seven eight nine mark. Old Depot would come in lift them and you know carry them a little bit up the standings just a little bit but uh man them setting that five 28 wins right now 
Brogdon has been huge. I didn't think Brogdon, I was all about Brogdon coming to Dallas and I loved his fit, but yeah. I didn't think he had a, and I don't even know if it's more of a, I don't even know if it's really an alpha dog type of thing. I didn't think he had this level of play in him that he's been playing with in Indiana. And you do wonder, you know, is did Indiana just unlock that, given the opportunity to be that? Or you wonder if, if he was still in Milwaukee, would he be playing like he is now? Because for me, that would answer another question uh, about Milwaukee. Where do you stand with Milwaukee right now? Are you like locked in their finals team? You're confident about it because I'm not, and I'm I still have my my worries about Milwaukee. The thing about Milwaukee is that I feel good about them as a team, and I think that they're really good. They're obviously really really good right now. I just don't know who's gonna beat them. Like who's gonna come in and beat like the Celtics? Are the Celtics really gonna come in and beat them? Sixers are sixth right now. They have their injury concerns, and they had that one game where Embiid just went wild and pretty much owned Giannis, but I don't know if those guys are going to shoot that bad from three against the Sixers every single game in a seven-game series, if it ends up being like that. Miami against them, are you really concerned about Miami, Jimmy Butler, and some of those young guys in the playoffs? Is Bam going to be Bam in the playoffs, or is he going to you know shrink in the moment? That's another thing. Um, Toronto, uh, that's a, you know a veteran team with some upside with like Siakam and you know Norman Powell's been playing amazing. Fred Van Vliet, obviously they've been there before. They're not going to be scared in a moment, but I don't know if they have the top end talent, even with Siakam, to beat a team like Milwaukee because Giannis can guard him. Right? Like yeah. that's one the one thing with with Siakam is that if he has a mismatch, then you're golden. But if he has a guy that can guard him, then it's a little tougher. Yeah, that's other that's than that, what, you're like Indiana, right? Indiana, yeah, so, Orlando. So, so that mindset is more of hey, not. F- might not be have to be fully in love with the team, but it's more like who's going to actually beat them. And I think that mindset will, in my opinion, will kind of alter the trade deadline or change it a little bit because I think if I'm any of those teams, whether it's the Heat, Raptors, Celtics, Sixers, you want to throw Pacers in there, I'm looking at it saying, I need, let's go make a move. We're a move away from being... A, an actual like legit contender with Milwaukee in the playoffs. I think they are. That's why I like right now. I kind of halfway lean towards like if you had to make a finals pick coming out of the East. I, I guarantee most people would say Milwaukee right now. But there's a sneaky Miami Heat scenario that I've been trying to get on board with. That I think that they make some type of move before the deadline. That because I love the makeup of their team, I love Spolster as a coach. I, they have a Jimmy Butler type of guy you can go to in the clutch and stuff. So I there's a a portion of that team that I really really like, and I think they're I think they can. As Bill Simmons has said a thousand times on his <laughs> podcast, they're a move away. They got a move to make. He always says that about Miami, but. I don't know. It's they just do Milwaukee. have a bunch of these young pieces, like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Like if they can turn any of those guys into, you know, even even Dragic, like if they can turn any of those guys into a real point guard. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Like, what if they get Kyle Lowry? What if they even like? What if they even they kept most of their pieces and even got somebody like an Aldridge or a Demar Derozan or something like that? Like, there's still a, a move like that to where I feel like I could I could see anyway. Just Milwaukee, there's a regular season vibe I'm getting from them, and it kind of gets into the playoffs. It's kind of a a similar, a similar to a tad bit of like the Maverick stuff. Of you have a bunch of these role player guys. How are they going to play? How much are you going to have to rely on some of these guys when it comes to the playoffs? 
And outside of Giannis, what's the help going to look like? When, you know, in Dallas, when you get into a playoff series, is Tim Hardaway, Maxi, and Dorian, are they going to shoot this well from behind yeah. the, the line? Are they going to shoot this percentage? It, in a playoff series with Milwaukee, it, are guys like Pat Connington, you know, are, you know, some of these guys, are they going to, you know, play really good? George Hill, like Dante DiVincenzo's least- been playing a lot for them. Yeah, I mean, they, a lot of their guys are like vet dudes that have been in the league for a while. You know, the Lopez brothers, stuff like that. West. You're just, I, I feel like you're putting, yeah, Wes Matthews. I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on a bunch of role, role guys. And I, I, I'm just worried when it comes to playoffs that some of those role players are not going to step up for them. But. but the thing with Milwaukee, it comes down to Middleton, too. If Giannis can't, yeah. go, if Giannis can't go, and most of the time he can, right? And, and even sometimes if he can and some of those role players, like you said, fade. They need Middleton to be the shot creator, to, to step up, to have you know that assertiveness. And we haven't really seen that a lot, um, at least in some of these big games that I've, that I've personally watched. Uh, you kind of forget that Middleton's on the floor. He has that kind of quality sometimes. And he's, he's you know, a muted guy, and he you know, doesn't do a lot of stuff that's flashy. He's a good player, obviously a good player. But you know, that's who you're going to need to really step up in the playoffs, and we'll see you know. But as, but as far as the East, there's nothing that's been really shocking so far halfway through the season, right? I think Atlanta being as crappy as they are is a little surprising. But we wasn't high on them. You know, some people wanted to try to say that, oh, they could make a run for the playoffs. We wasn't really high on them, right? Like, I mean, Yeah, I but I didn't think they'd be worse than the Knicks, right? Okay, that's true. <laughs> like, worse, I mean, than, Trey worse Young, than Charlotte? Like, Trey Young does contribute to winning a lot, so... <laughs> Yeah, we don't want we don't want to have this a, a dunk on the Hawks situation. Trey Young's probably going to start in the All Star game, but uh, and it's it's the team around him that's I mean really bad. But the fact that they're this bad, I mean they're ten and thirty three right now. Kimba Walker and Jimmy Butler should start in the backcourt for the Eastern Conference, but Butler can't yeah, because but, he's a yeah, forward. Butler's listed as a forward, so which is, which is dumb. So therefore, we get ten win Trey. Brooklyn being this low was surprising, right? I mean, kind of, but it's just like Kyrie's been out for so long. So, I mean, I don't really blame him for being in eighth right now. And I didn't think they were even – I thought even a healthy Kyrie, this Brooklyn team, I thought they were one round and out. Are you surprised with the Sixers? They're in sixth. They're 28 and 16. They're basically – they have basically the same record as the Mavericks, but – Yeah. I I mean, I'm surprised. I'm not, like, shocked about them because I think they can turn around, but – I have been surprised with it because I thought that they would battle Milwaukee for best record in the East because I thought they had an amazing regular season team. I thought Horford would spell the Embiid uh, setting out games and then yeah. you could roll him at center, kind of like what they did with, against Dallas and stuff. Um, you also it just, with, with the Sixers, you also had that after the Kawhi shot. You know, sometimes they come with some angst after that, and I know all about that. Like coming after a big loss, like like getting knocked out with that shot, and coming back the season being super motivated, like that Spurs team against you know they got hit with the Ray Allen shot, they came yeah. back the next year and won the title and were you know super motivated to win. Uh, but the Sixers team is kind of they kind of have that same mentality as the Clippers. Like sometimes they'll show up and you know sometimes they won't. And Joel Embiid says you know, keeps saying weird things like he's saving for the playoffs and <laughs> things like that, and you're like. You gotta prove that you can make it there and get. You know they don't even have home court advantage right now in the East. No, I think they'll they'll be you know fine when it all shakes out. But Boston's a team to me that if they can land a big, like if you're telling me Just right serviceable now, serviceable guy like Marc Gasol. 
Yeah, well, yeah, 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 that would be great. That'd be great. Like, if if you tell me they landed Tristan Thompson after he got bought out or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I I think that would be huge. I I would really reconsider, like, their finals possibility at that point. Because the Kimba, Jalen Brown's having an incredible season. Kimba, Brown, Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart hit 11 threes the other night. I, I I thought I read that wrong until I w- watched that box. I thought it was eleven of twenty two from the floor. No, it was from three. Marcus Smart hit or shot twenty two threes, but that's wild. If I'm Boston, I entertain Gordon Hayward. They they need trades. a buyout guy so bad. Their bench is is so you know we you saw it against the Mavericks twice that their bench is just so limited right now. Uh, yeah. and they can't get rid of any of those top six guys. You know Hayward. I uh, think you Smart. can. You think you can get rid of Smart or Hayward or? I would really to, entertain. If you do, it, you have to get two guys back. I would entertain trades for Gordon Hayward. Interesting, because I think I think with Tatum and Brown, I think Marcus Smart means more to that team than Gordon Hayward. And is there a world that you could trade Gordon Hayward and get a big and here's like another bench piece? Here's one I saw on Twitter. I don't know who posted it. I wish I did. I wish I could give him credit. It's this is not my idea, but Gordon Hayward for Al Horford. <laughs> Who says no? I think Boston. I think Boston. So you think Gordon Hayward's worth more than Al Horford? Al Horford uh, back to the Celtics. His contract. I will say this: if the Mavericks could find a way to get Gordon Hayward, I'd be down. Interesting. For who? For whomst? I don't know. It had. I, Okay, I don't want to say. Let's just so start naming I, players we I know, want the Mavericks to I know, get. <laughs> I, I, I know, I don't. I, I, that's something I, I can't. I'm not going to do. But Gordon Hayward, he makes 32 million this year. He has a player option for next year at 34. Assuming he picks that up, he still fits into that two year window to where he enters unrestricted free agency in the summer of 2021. So he doesn't affect that 2021 cap space. He gives you another type of play, another playmaker alongside Luca. Uh, everybody would make the white jokes uh, again with him and Luca and KP. Um, I'm just saying, if it was out there, if they were looking around the league saying, "Hey, could we trade Gordon Hayward for a package of two to three guys?" or if it's at like a a, a three way type of thing to where they want Drummond instead of Hayward. And then Detroit's like, why would we have Hayward? And then they, you know, sh- ship him to Dallas for a collection of two or three guys and a second rounder or something like that. I- I'm just saying, I-, I would be very interested in Gordon Hayward if he was available. On top of that idea, maybe maybe in conjunction with that idea, what if the Mavericks go to the Heat and say, all right, can we get Kelly Olynyk? Like we really wanted him this summer. Can we also get Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard? Can we just get all four of those guys? No. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's move to the West. Let's talk about the West teams. We've talked about them a lot, so we won't spend too much time on them, but we'll get to the West with things that surprised us, uh, how we think the West is shaping out right now, and uh, we'll look top to bottom the Western Conference. But before we do, Isaac Harris, if you've been a listener of this podcast for a long time, shout out to the Day Ones, shout out to the Raccoon Squad. Uh, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers that have worked with Locked On. Some of you have reached out to us and said that you love our advertisers. Some of you reached out and said that you don't love them, but that's fine. Whatever you think. But this podcast, you cannot 
you cannot disagree that it reaches sports fans. It definitely reaches people. It's reaching you right now. But you may not know that Locked On Mavs is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Mavericks fans or just general NBA fans. How many times have we had people say, I'm not really a Mavericks fan, but I listen to Locked On Mavericks. Yes. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener is you. Your company wants to connect with Mavericks fans and predominantly male audience that is well-educated with this disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast, Locked On Mavericks. You can advertise on this show. And if you think, let's think about our, our listeners, and it's probably you right now. They listen daily. People listen to us every single day. We've had so many people say, I take you guys to work with me every single day, which is awesome. We love that. Uh, people say, you know, and we've, we've talked about what we've meant to people and that, you know, connection just doesn't go away. And when we say things, people listen to it. Local fans love to support local businesses. So you can text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockdownpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get in touch with your team, help you uh, achieve everything you want with Locked On Advertising Success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockdownpodcast.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you. You can also contact us directly. Our DMs are both open on Twitter. If you contact us directly, we can help brokerage the deal. We can work you know, with your company. We can work between lockdowns. So you can talk with us. You trust us, so talk to us first about it. It also helps us out a little bit more if you do that. And so you can do that. You can DM me uh, on Twitter. You can also email me. Uh, it's just nickangstead at gmail. Uh, if you send weird stuff, I'm going to send weird stuff back. So don't do that. But you can you can message me about advertising on Lockdown. Again, uh, email us, DM us if you want to advertise on this podcast right now. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Western Conference. Let's start with this. What surprised you the most in the Western Conference so far? Um. Okay, if we're going to do kind of surprising both ways, I was... All in on John Morant for Rookie of the Year. Loved him <laughs> before Zion got hurt. But I never thought that they would be at least in contention with for a playoff spot halfway through the season. And right now they're currently sitting in the eighth spot. They've won seven games in a row, 20 and 22. And I mean, they when we talked before the season as far as like league pass teams, they were my league pass team. I... Knew that they were going to be fun. I gave I, you mess for it. I gave you mess for, for Memphis being really? your league pass team. If you remember, you said Memphis is my league pass team. And I was like, all right, but at what point in the year do they decide they're not going to be good enough and then you they don't want to win games anymore and then they're get they get boring? Hey, that the complete opposite has happened. I was wrong about that. And you were you've been proven correct. And I have it in front of me. Your rookie of the year pick was John Morant. Do you want to know your other picks, by the way? Oh God, no. I mean, I okay. For, I, I said that I thought both finals teams would be top four in their conferences. If I could not be completely wrong, and both well, not well, both the, of them, but Golden State one's kind of tough because well, the opposite. I was saying the opposite. Toronto, I feel vindicated in because yeah. they're in top four and they're they're exactly what I thought they'd be. Golden State, completely the opposite. They mailed it in quick, and uh, I feel stupid. Your picks for MVP were Giannis. I picked Anthony Davis. For Defensive Player of the Year, I had Giannis. You picked Draymond. For Sixth oh Man, I just picked Lou Williams. And you picked Kuzma. Whoa. I Did I really? Yeah. Uh, rookie of the Year, I had Zion. You had Ja. Most Improved, I had Bam. 
That one's looking pretty good. That one's feeling good. That one's feeling good. He's getting a lot of buzz. And you had Luca for most improved. I should win this. Luca should win that. He should. He should. He went from rookie of the year and a top whatever player to literally a top six player in the league. You know, it really helps them that Rick Carlisle changed his role, though. You know, he changed his role and all of a sudden, um, <laughs> that, that is a throwback inside joke. Shout out, Trent. <laughs> Shout out to Trent's boy. The most surprising for me, Memphis is a good one. Uh, of the playoff teams, like Oklahoma City, that kind of surprises me, but I didn't think that they, if they didn't make any moves, I didn't think that they would be, you know, a bottom dweller. Like they have solid players, but um, they've been better than than expected. Um, Portland and San Antonio, I think those are the two big ones. I had San Antonio as a playoff team, and them being bad is <laughs> really surprising to me. Uh, I had the Spurs. Actually, I had the Spurs missing the playoffs, but I had the Blazers as a seventh seed. Uh, but both yeah. of those teams being bad is surprising. And we didn't mention this. How could we not mention this at the top of the show? Luka Doncic broke the Blazers. Just absolutely broke them. That shot, the the step back to to basically ice the game. I know they were up eight. Uh, they were up eight. What? Was it's baseball not, guarding him? It's not a clutch game. If it's... And that shot? I don't think he was guarding him because did he just did he just make him trade baseball <laughs> but basically they got to a point in their season where they decided that they didn't want to win anymore they wanted to save some money and so they traded away baseball and tolliver both of whom had been in their rotation and they sent two second round picks for trevor ariza who is pretty washed mm. at this point and um yeah, that that was a crazy trade that happened that just basically shows the Blazers are done and don't think that they have enough. CJ McCollum went out against the Mavericks too. He he injured his ankle. Um and so we're not really sure what's going on with him. 18 and 26 for Portland. That's a bad record for a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year. Nurkic is out, yeah, but they also made it to the Western Conference Finals without Nurkic, so Yeah, there's a bunch of random surprises for me in the West this year. Completely opposite than the East, but the the Blazers, I think, if there's one team the most surprising where they're at, good and bad, is the Blazers. I didn't think they'd be this bad, even without Nurkic. You know, you still have Lillard, McCollum, those guys. I know they lost players like you know the Harkless and Minu, those type of guys. The thing is, though, they didn't lose them; they gave them away, right? Like they thought that they could replace yeah. them. They made strategic moves to get to move on from those guys. It's not like they, them, you know, lost them to injury. It's that's what's weird to me. Them losing Rodney Hood. Surprisingly, yeah, that was lot. an injury that, that was hard. Um, the Pelicans being this bad surprised me because I thought even without Zion, I didn't have them as a playoff team. I wasn't one of those people, but I didn't. I just think they have enough talent to be better than what they've been, even without Zion. And what did they uh, start? Br- they had didn't they have a terrible start to the season, and they just haven't really recovered from that. Remember the Timberwolves start to the season? How good that was! Yeah, they were like seven and four, right? And they're like talking smack through their social media. Um, the Kings doesn't surprise me. Timberwolves don't surprise me. Suns don't surprise me. Your boys, the Lakers. Pelicans started one and seven, by the way. That's a that's a bad that's I mean, that's a deficit to come back from. And right now yeah. they are sixteen and twenty seven. I didn't think the Lakers would be where they're at right now. And I know I'm in the minority that a lot of people thought they would, you know, be where they're at, but I I predicted that they would be outside of the top four. I thought LeBron would be resting more than what he's been. Uh, he's been playing a ton of minutes, and he's been. I I never doubted like his skill. I just thought he would be 
just resting more. I thought AD would be banged up a little bit more, which he is now. He has been, yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, they could lose more games in the second half of the season, but I did not think that they would be 34-8 and eight at the halfway spot. I thought they would be 3-5 through five right now. I'm just going to talk about the Lakers a little bit. Everyone, everyone sit down for a minute, okay? Uh, Don't freak go. out. Geez, Fast I can talk forward. about Hit the, the team. I can talk second. about a team, okay? Skip, the Lakers skip, had skip. so many – there are so many different avenues that this could blow up, right? I mean – we haven't talked about Jason Kidd all season. And Jason Kidd was supposed yep. to be the little finger, you know, sitting behind Frank Vogel and like rubbing his hands together, waiting to take this team over. They brought in Dwight Howard. They have, you know, Demarcus Cousins on the bench for him. They have these guys that have been knucklehead in situations. They have Rondo. Obviously, we know all about Rondo and what he can do to a team. And they have LeBron James, who has been, you know, kind of divisive with teams in the past and, you know, had the weird stuff with like Kevin Love and social media and like kind of pushed to the outside. And there's just all kinds of weird stuff that could have happened with this team. LeBron could have taken it off a bunch of games. He's 35, like you mentioned. He thought that he would load manage more. Anthony Davis could have been injured a lot more and could, you know, take now that he's in L.A., kind of take things less seriously because he's on, you know, this big stage. Uh, that's actually not a great point, but <laughs> there's so many other things, so many other points that I made that were good that this team could go in a in a bad direction, and they've and they've all gone right, like pretty much everything yeah. for the Lakers except for maybe health of Anthony Davis, and even to that point, he's kind of only missed like four, you know, two games here, two games there, like four games, uh, and that's kind of what he does. But pretty much everything has gone right for them. They had they had Avery Bradley out for like two weeks, but even even so, they've had guys step up and replace. Kuzma hasn't been as good as they expected, and they missed him for the beginning of the season. But other than that, a lot of things have gone right for this team. And uh, I thought that the mentality that the Lakers have is the mentality that the Clippers had would have coming into the season. Uh, but the Clippers have been kind of the team that's been you know giving up on certain nights and not really you know taking the season as seriously as like the Lakers are right now, which is weird Cl- with Le- with a LeBron team. For me, the Clippers are exactly what I thought they'd be. I thought they would coast the regular season. I thought they would lose. I thought they'd like set out games. I think if I'm the Clippers, the only thing I care about is not seeing the Lakers in the second round. So as yeah, long which as they're you, second right now, thirty and thirteen. Yeah, as long as you land at the two or three spot, you're good. And I think it, you know, bring it full circle back to the Mavericks. You know, I think they're a little bit better than, uh, you know, record-wise, 27-15. I think they're a little bit better than I thought, you know, a lot of us thought they would be at this point. Uh, you know, they're on pace for, yeah, what, what you know, what it was, 52 wins uh, for the season. And, Mavericks, yeah. You know, that, that probably uh, is the surprise team for us because we had the over-under at 40.8 or 40.5 was the win total over-under. Yeah, and I was really wanting them to hit that 43 mark. I thought it would be somewhere around that. And, you know, if they hit 50 this year, that would be huge. I mean, it's just a a big spot for this team. And you start looking at the playoff things, and we talked about a few podcasts ago, like what team you'd want to see in the playoffs if you're the Mavericks. I think right now, you know, you don't want to say lock, but let's just say they're a virtual lock right now. I think as positioning goes, you just you can't land seven or seven or eight. Yeah, that's your biggest thing. You don't want to see, and that goes for any team. So every every team's gonna be fighting to not be at seven or eight in the West because you don't yeah. want to see one of the LA teams. You much rather see a Denver or a Utah, you know, somewhere through there at three or four in a first round compared to the Clippers or Lakers. So or Houston, bring on Houston. Let's go play in Houston and get Luca MVP chance in Houston. How would uh, that would be amazing? And that's the team. Yeah, that's the team I picked. And if I had to pick one of those Denver, Utah, Houston, which one of those three teams I would want to see, I I would want to see Houston over the other two in the first round. 
there you go. That's a stuff the stuff we have right now with the, the NBA. Again, the Mavericks play on Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Again, you can advertise with us. You can DM me, email us uh, if you want to advertise with this podcast. Also, if you are not following the Locked On Mavericks and Locked On NBA accounts on Twitter, go do that at Locked On Mavs at Locked On NBA Net. Those uh, those accounts are both run by me. The Instagram account for Locked On NBA is also run by me. That's at Locked On. NBA net or locked on NBA net go follow those it helps me a lot of you have and I really appreciate it uh, I saw a bunch of followers and influx of followers so I really appreciate you guys going and following those accounts go do that guys thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs so boom boom